Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and I am your host, Andy. And I hope you guys are having a lovely day. I apologize. I think my dryer is on, and there's something in there. You know when you have like a shirt or like a coat with lots of buttons, and you put it in the dryer, and then it just sounds like this thing fucking clicking away? So if you hear a clicking away in the background, it's my dryer, which for some reason you can hear, even though it's at the other side of the um, apartment. Anyway, so today on the show, I'm going to be chatting with Dread with three Ds, as in D-R-E-D-D-D. And uh, he makes cool music, and we'll be talking to him later in the show. And I also want to say thanks to everybody for the uh, birthday wishes. I posted a picture on Facebook, and I just put my age in there. And then people caught on and started wishing me happy birthday. And uh, let's face it, I did it on purpose to uh, get attention. How about that? <laughs> Look, at least I'll admit it when I'm being needy. But yes, uh, uh, thank you. I am a 38-year-old man. Although you'd never know by the way I behave on this program. So look, let's get the show started. Let's listen to some music. The other day I did a stream on Twitch, and I called it Taking Pair... Taking Pair... Taking care of business, and I went through all of my Instagram inbox, and I responded to all of them, and that's on uh, Twitch right now, but I think I'll put together a highlight reel uh, later on, but this was one of the letters that was there. I feel bad because they sent me this uh, like two years ago. Anyway, this is from an artist called W1P. He sent me this album called Season 1. He's now up to Season 4, um, but it's a cool album. And uh, this track is called Metropolis by W1P.
And that was W1P with the track Metropolis. And that's from the album Season 1. So you can go uh, check him out. He makes uh, cool beats. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. So what do we got here? We got a new pledge from Twin Scroll. So thanks, Twin Scroll. New to the $5 club. You're a cool guy. Twice over for being the Twin Scroll. And uh, Theory Shork has upgraded his support. And he is now part of the Donation of the Beast family with the 666. Uh, so just so you know, the Beyond Synth has a Discord now. I've, I've, I've mentioned it a few times over the weeks. If you click on the More Info button, if you're listening to the show on SoundCloud, there will be a link to the Beyond Synth Discord, which is just basically like a chat for people who listen to the show. And uh, your name will show up in different colors depending on what sort of patron you are. But if you are a Donation of the Beast person, you have to officially select the donation of the beast on the Patreon page at uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth because people before, they would make their donation triple six, but it wasn't an official Patreon tier, and now it is. So before, if you just manually made your donation 666, if you want to get your name in red on the Beyond Synth Discord, then you actually have to switch to the official triple six donation and that's uh, just there for fun there's really no other reward besides that and before we get too crazy here neptune 90 has upgraded his support that's right neptune 90 is now in the 25 dollar club like a cool guy so thanks neptune 90 you are awesome and that is, uh, those are all the new notifications here on the uh, Patreon page. But if you want to uh, become a patron and support the show, it's uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And today we're also going to thank the PayPals as well. But first, we are going to listen to some more music. So up next, this is Robert Wolf. Did I say Robert? It almost sounded like Robert. <laughs> anyway, this is Robert Wolf with the track Tetris Runner. <laughs> Oh, 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 
And that was Tetris Runner by Robert Wolf. And uh, we're going to say that was brought to you today by my awesome PayPals. So if you don't like to support the show on Patreon, uh, you can also support the show with PayPal. And you can do that just by going to beyondsynth.com and clicking the PayPal button like these awesome people. So guess what? It was sad to see uh, that Jimpy has left us. He is no longer a patron because he has now upgraded his support and become a PayPal. He's now in the uh, the $25 club on PayPal. That's right. So thank you, Jimpy, for uh, supporting the show. And if you donate uh, to the show with PayPal, I get to see your real name. I'm not going to say it, but I see it. And then there's Rob Dyson. He's a pretty cool PayPal. And then here's a nice one. This is from Patricia, who sent in a very generous donation and said, this is a birthday present donation on behalf of Kai Frankiew. How do you say your last name? How do you say your first name? It's Kai like K-Y. I'm going to assume that's Kai. Although, it does say you're from Australia. I don't know if that changes things. Does that change things? Let me know how to pronounce you. I want to make sure I do it right, okay? Because you're uh, you're very generous, and I want to make sure I at least say your name right, or else I'm a fucking big piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it says it's a birthday present uh, donation on behalf of Kai. I think your last name is Frank. Frank you? How would you say that? F-R-A-N-K-I-W. Frank you. Frank you. Frank you. Frank you. Anyway, she says, a birthday present donation on behalf of Kai, who loves your podcast. Well, thank you very much for loving the podcast. Uh, it means uh, it means the world to me, man, that uh, people actually listen to this fucking thing. Uh, because if they didn't... <laughs> There's no contingency plan at the moment, but uh, maybe I should come up with one. Um, and I would also like to thank uh, my other awesome PayPals, because, you know, I always forget to thank you guys. So there's uh, Timothy Warwick and Digital Dreams. There's Inselmo Incorporated, Jimmy Groon, The Rosconian, Jeffrey Sikowski, Rob Dyson, Jersey, Jan Milak. And I think that is all of them. What is it? With Twitch Interactive? Oh! <laughs> you know, if you if you watch the show on Twitch, you can... Um, there's like uh, hearts you give the show or diamonds or something. I don't even know how the fuck it works, but apparently it equals money after... Like, that's the first time Twitch ever sent me anything. <laughs> so I guess... I'm not a very good Twitch streamer um, because I don't think they actually send you anything until you like make like 10 bucks and that took like uh, 10 years. But anyways, look, uh, I don't want to bore you with all this. We have some other stuff we need to talk about before we get to Dread. But first, let's listen to some more music. So here is a track from Protovolt and uh, this one's called Miami Run.
And that was Miami Run by Protovolt. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Chris Dance and Robert D. Bishop, the kings of the Pattersons. And then there's Six Mill with the 8484 and Mike Shima with the 82. You guys are very generous and very awesome people. Thank you for supporting the show. And I'll tell you this. Uh, it was Patreon to the rescue because I had upgraded my computer hard drive. This time I did not do it myself. I had professionals install the hard drive. Because you remember last time when I installed the hard drive into my old iMac, I cracked the screen and fucked the whole thing up. I got a new iMac after like a year and a half, and I have still been using an old-style hard drive. And the whole point of the installing the solid-state drive in the old iMac was to make it so it would last me a few more years, but then I broke the damn thing. Uh, so this time I had professionals do it. Uh, They installed the new operating system, which is Catalina on the fucking Mac. And you know, if you are a Mac owner, uh, you will know that every time they update the operating system, uh, it usually fucks a whole bunch of shit up. And uh, this was no exception. So sometimes if you ever wonder what the Patreon uh, goes towards besides uh, (laughs) bills, I had to upgrade a few of my programs because they no longer worked with the new operating system. And I can no longer use Word or Excel, which is uh, interesting. Uh, So look, before we get too carried away here, I want to tell you guys about an upcoming event. So this is in England. If you are in the Bristol area, November 23rd at 8 p.m., there is a synthwave event called Space Jam's Tales from the Crypt. Uh, It is being headlined by Laserpunk and Absolute Valor. And that is Saturday, November 23rd. I'll put a link to the Facebook event page uh, in the SoundCloud and also when I post the show on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, So basically, it's uh, Space Jam's radio launches its debut event in Bristol. Head to the Upside Down and join six acts for a dark synthwave affair. It's gnarly, it's retro, and it's the first and only in Bristol. So... Besides uh, Laser Punk and Absolute Valentine, other acts are going to be Dark Smoke Signal, Aero Nexus, Player One, and Daniel Adam. And that is on November 23rd in Bristol on 8 Frogmore Street. <laughs> so don't forget to uh, check that out if you're in the zone and uh, go to a cool show. And I'll probably remind you guys about that uh, next week and maybe even the week after, if I remember. That seems like it'll be a cool thing. So, let's listen to some more music. This one is from an act called Tsukinosuke. Is probably how you say this. T-S-U-K-I-N-O-S-U-K-E. Tsukinosuke is how I'm going to say this uh, from the album Come With Me. Uh, This is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. uh, With the 4488, it's Jacob Wick. With the 42, it's City Hunter. And in the 2666 Club, it's Hugh Hefner and Lucas Ceballos. And this track is called Got To Go by Tsukinosuke.
And that was Tsukino Suke with the track Got to Go from the album Come With Me. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Clint Dowling, Techno Ben, Neptune90. Hey, we just mentioned that. And Restless Nights. And we will be talking to Dread in just a little bit. We talk about the syntax situation, but we never actually explain what happened. So just to give you some context, because when we when we talk about his artist name, uh, and then we started talking about what was happening to syntax, but we didn't actually say. So basically, some dude was trying to extort syntax, the synthwave artist, by saying that he had a claim to the name syntax. So... Syntax changed his name, but then the guy still was, like, getting his account banned and stuff, because I think Syntax changed his name to Syntax81, or something like that. And this guy was still, like, being a pain in the ass. So that is the Syntax situation. So Syntax was having a bit of a hard time, because obviously he's got all this music that's already released under the name Syntax, and now this dude is basically making it so he can't use the name Syntax. Which is a weird thing, because I feel like there's lots of bands that kind of have the same name, and, like, if you're not it's like patent trolls, you know what I mean? It's like, you you know, someone makes a cool invention and then you just go like, hey, I came with, up with that invention like 50 years ago because patent trolls will just like file like bogus invention blueprints and shit just to say that they invented stuff first or they'll like search through old patents to see stuff that's like similar to new stuff. So, like, if you come out with a portable video game system, like, they'll be like, well, we have a design document here that explains... Uh, a television you can hold in your hands and a joystick you, you you whatever and then they'll show you some fucking thing from the 70s that looks nothing like it but but in writing it sounds like a portable gaming unit or whatever and then they sue you because then they say you're infringing on their patent and so i think that's what this fucking idiot is doing to syntax which is unfortunate anyway so that is the syntax situation in case you were wondering so let's listen to some more tunes and then we'll uh, talk to dread in just a little bit so this is a track. This is, again, when I was going through my Instagram messages, and I found this one from a guy called Stephen Q. Beats. I think this guy does, like, rap beats and stuff, and at first when I saw the cover of this album, I thought it was a joke album. And maybe it is a joke, I don't know. Uh, but with this show, I, I always listen. I listen to the music that gets sent to me, and just the cover was a picture of this dude's face, kind of like just this simple Photoshop. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be, like, some silly album. And it turned out it's a really good album uh, with some cool, like, funky jams and stuff. And it's a lot of fun. And this is a track uh, that I dug. It's called Alfredo Sauce. And it's brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, and Emilio Estevez. And this is Stephen Q. Beats with Al. Alfredo sauce.
And that was Alfredo Sauce by Stephen Q. Beats from the album Synths the Beginning. Synths the beginning. That's a hard thing to say. Uh, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters uh, in the $25 Club. Did I say Pattern Shift? Well, there's Pattern Shift and Kempson and Martin Larby and Gregorio Franco and Blake Peterson. And we are back. So we will probably listen to one more track and then we will talk to Dread. I'm just trying to think if I have anything else I need to say. The Magic Sword show was good. Magic Sword and Droid Bishop came to Toronto and that was fun. I hadn't seen James in a while, Droid Bishop. Last time he was in Toronto was, what, like four years ago? There's some videos up on the internet, I think. Let's just say I used to have black hair last time he was here. Although I think it was technically dyed. But it was that point where I only had like a few grays. And I was just sort of covering up the few grays. Now if I dye my hair black, I'm going to look like a fucking vampire. But anyways, it was a good time. Uh, I got to... Uh, chill out uh, with Droid Bishop for a little bit and after the show I got to hold the sword so if you follow me on uh, beyond synth beyond underscore synth on uh, Instagram uh, you can see me holding the magic sword and it's it's awesome because the first time uh, when magic sword played the old sword they had it was like a light up sword um, but the the new prop sword is really cool. Yeah, it's neat. So uh, I got to hold it, and I felt like a big man. And that is... Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So let's listen to this track. Uh, this is by Detuned Gloom. Now, it's featuring someone whose name I cannot pronounce. Uh, D-Y-M-M-E-T. Would you say Dimet? Dimet? I'm going to say Dimet. What's throwing me off is that there's two M's. Because it makes me want to say Dimet, but then it's a Y. Anyway, I don't know the rules, man. Uh, but look, uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, there's Ashley Keegan with the 2049 and Rachel Buchelman with a 1985. And in the $15 Club, there's Hampus ML, Ken Giroux, and Chatterack. Anyways, so let's listen to this song. This is Detuned Gloom with Gone With Regret featuring Dimet.
And that was Gone with Regret featuring Dimet. I hope that's how you say that. It is by Detuned Gloom. And uh, it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mads Baron Christensen, Prophet of Jupiter, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And uh, I think that's all I have to say. So let us now go to my conversation with Dread with three D's. All right. Well, I am here with Dread with three D's. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is correct. I'm coming at you from the third dimension. Is that why <laughs> there's three D's? I don't know. It's kind of okay. So it's really weird. But when I was do- starting to set up all this like names and stuff like that, I was trying to think of like Dread Patrol, but it was actually I was going to do Doom Patrol, but that I turned out to be a comic already. You'd think I would have known that being how many comics I actually read. And then I picked Dread Patrol because I wanted to like have it in font like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I picked 3Ds is more of like a copyright thing. I don't know if you know this, but like you see what's kind of going on with syntax right now. Mm-hmm. So when I picked the name, I was mostly like kind of worried about copyright. So I just figured, you know, that's also the reason why uh, nobody's ever seen me dressed up as Dread because I don't ever want them to be like, hey, you know, you're trying to leech off of our, our thing. You know, even though I probably would do it for a show, like maybe like a Halloween show once, just for fun. We talking like Judge Dread? Yeah. I wonder if Syntax just changed his name and just had like 10 X's at the end. It's so bizarre what's going on with him. Like, I think this guy's just, the, whoever's coming after him just got a bug up his butt, I guess. Yeah, no, it seems that way. He's, uh, this uh, sounds like harassment to me. Yeah, I feel, I really feel for uh, Syntax. The, um, one of the first shows I played out here from Neo LA was with Syntax. I actually went on before him and real good dude. And when I got off the stage, he was actually like one of the first people to talk to me. So he's a real good dude. Yeah, no, he's a cool guy. I think, uh, you know, if, if you intend on being an artist and making music for a while, I feel like he can weather this storm. I, I like, I don't know. To me, it's not that serious when people sort of change their names. Yeah. Like if they, if they have to, like to just get away from this nonsense and then just come up with something, you know, that other people don't have. I look at like, cause I'm constantly trying to like come up with like side projects or something like that. And like, I don't know, I was coming up with something the other day, like electric warlock or some stupid shit. But do you know how many like tripped out wizard ass fucking names there are out there? There's a ton and nobody's going like, Hey, I'm the warlock. It's like, nah, man, I'm the warlock, <laughs> which is actually kind of a cool way to like introduce yourself when you think about it. It's like, what's up guys? I'm the warlock. Well, I like, uh, the word warlock is awesome. It is. Like it's, it's a cool word. What is specifically a warlock? It has to be like a male wizard, evil male wizard. Is that? I feel like warlocks conjure things. They make shit happen, like almost like a witch. Like I think it's maybe more like a male witch. Yeah, that, that is what it is, though, right? Like it is a dude. Like men are warlocks yeah. and ladies yeah. are witches. Like is that? I think that's how it works. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. You know, or whatever they identify as. <laughs> Yes, but then that sort of raises more complicated issues that uh, <laughs> that I am very qualified to talk about. So, look, do you say your actual name, or is that a secret? Um, I, I usually go by Ward, W-A-R-D, Ward. Is that your name? What is yes, that? Yes, yeah, yeah, it, it is. I find it less important now than it was when I first started 
but um, the whole identity thing, I don't really mind. Like when I was at shows when I first started, I would never take off my mask or anything. And coming from like a place where I came from with people not harassing me, but just like, yeah, harassing me, uh, like, you know, picking on me and shit, like calling names and stuff like that. I just wanted a clean break. And just be judged off of my music, yeah. not by who I am, I guess. And, uh, you know, it took a lot for me to, like, really think, like, how can I do that without a support system? You know, like, everybody that has, like, a, a friend of a friend of a friend. And, like, all my music, I don't show it to my family, no local friends and stuff like that. It's very much whatever is online. My friends don't listen to my show. Like if I, <laughs> like the people I grew up with and stuff, like no one actually listens. I just always uh, related to like, you know, out here in California, if you go to Venice Beach, there's like a tennis court where like people stand with like literal CD players, even to this day in headphones and they have burned CDs and they're all like, listen to myself, listen to myself. And then you listen to like one song, you're, you know, they're like literally stopping you because they're like six foot two and stuff like that. And there's five of them. You're literally stopping and listening to this shit, even though you're just trying to have a good day. And then they start doing the whole five bucks. They don't even ask if you wanted it. They just say five bucks. I never wanted to be that person to people. So, like, that's kind of something that, like, has always shied me away from doing that. But that's a very specific thing, right? I mean, I, I, we don't have those in Toronto. I know I know that experience <laughs> of the yeah. people who want to give you uh, CDs, especially nowadays. It's a hilarious thing just because uh, who has a damn CD player? I would love it if somebody said, bro, iPod. I mean, shit, MP3 player. Well, if they handed you an MP3 player and said five bucks, that'd be pretty cool, but then I would assume it was hot. It would blow my mind if somebody had, like, a portable vinyl and they were like, bro, check this out. Let me drop the needle. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you were concerned. You didn't want to be one of these rappers giving away their mix CDs. You wanted to be... I mean, before I was doing this, I was actually making beats for rappers. Not, like, mainstream rappers or anything, just SoundCloud rappers, which is, goddamn, that's a hustle right there because like they want fucking 20 beats for like five bucks and shit like stupid stuff like that and i was probably maybe like one of the only people that would like actually charge like decent numbers because i felt that like you know don't sell yourself short kind of a thing mm-hmm. how do you get into that first you know what i mean like you were you already making music or like what how did that happen i wanted to be in like metal bands and stuff most <laughs> unfortunately new metal because that's what was popular when i was actually let me rephrase that it wasn't popular when i was growing up i just got into it and listened to what i liked that's kind of what i was into but not just new metal like metal i was also like metallica and like judas priest black sabbath like the basics i guess you would say the whatever you hear when you walk into guitar center and somebody's practicing you know yeah uh, fucking smoke on the water and whatnot so like i was into like metal and hardcore bands and i was trying to do that and i could never get a good drummer that was consistent i could never get a bass player you know like i don't know i get i kind of gave up on music for a while and then um i just <laughs> i bought a really shitty laptop from target for about 150 bucks on sale and um i remembered that i had a fl studio and i just started messing around in it one day like just messing around and so i started making like beats but like they were terrible because i was trying to like put rock mixed with it it's terrible absolutely terrible do not listen to past me they're terrible and the- well, where, what is past you though it's not dread with three d's <laughs> i never said dj something or other like most of these people it was like darling beats because i like the name word darling i think that sounds cool and then i got to a point where i was starting to shop around some of the stuff i was making because i started refining it so much to the point that it was actually starting to sound like legitimate hip-hop 
Mm-hmm. And then I got a couple of sales, and then I just had like one bad experience with this one guy that was like, I was practically producing a whole album for him and like putting in every amount of effort. And the dude just like was not paying me and lying to me. And I just fucking, I took back all my beats and I said, you know, tough fuck you kind of a thing. And he would go, I don't have money, but. I see him like buying drinks and shit, like stuff like that on you know social. Isn't, isn't that part of the thing though, man? You got to front, like you put on a big like. <laughs> see, I do that all the time. You know, when I film videos, I make it appear as though I own clothes <laughs> and that I uh, comb my hair and stuff. But in real life, when the cameras are off, uh, it's just a it's just a hair piece and a couple of fucking. Well, what I do is usually when I go to the grocery store and they get the plastic bags, and I just sort of like wrap those around my legs. <laughs> Anyway, look, the point is, all right, <laughs> that uh, we're going to, we'll listen to some of this music here now. Well, we're, we're not going to be listening to these rap beats, obviously. We're starting in with The Dread with three Ds, and this was a track that I dug uh, from a thing called EP2. Oh, nice. This is back in April of 2017. Yes, many moons ago. Yeah, man, this track is called Omega Beam. Get ready for it.
That was Omega Beam. Man. By Dread. I love that song. I want to roll the Ds. I want to go Dread. Dread. Yeah, that's how my dad would definitely have you pronounce it. Anything with two R's or 11 Ds. That would definitely be it. So at first, when we were talking before about, you know, wearing the mask to sort of... Because, I mean, I guess it's the same thing that, uh, like, I do. If I put on a pair of shades yeah. and you feel like you can sort of hide behind them and then, like, uh, look at ladies' butts, know what I mean? I do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the irony is they can't catch you looking at their bums anyways because uh, you'd be behind them. So my joke doesn't even work. Well, we're out here in L.A. There's a lot of bums. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, of the homeless persuasion. God, the other day I walked into the fucking McDonald's and some dude is like, it's like the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life. Oh man, me and my girlfriend, we were over at the park. Ooh, girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know why, but there was a Chippendale cartoon, not the male dancers, but the uh, animated cartoon Ch- from Ch- Disney. Chippendales. Rescue Rangers! Well, yes, that, but, like, the ones from, like, way the fuck back, like, actual, like, you know, your grandparents tell you about how they had it in black and white or something. There was, there was one where, like, something was trying to eat them, and I swear to God, as a, as a kid, I thought it, that thing was fucking hilarious. I don't know why, and, like, this cat was trying to eat them, and he, like, smacked into their tree, and they immediately came out and went like that and it just fucking had me rolling I would think <laughs> like I would think about it in class and it would make me laugh like that's how fucking funny I thought that was even though I uh, I enjoyed Chippendale's Rescue Rangers but I liked the W like the Warner Brothers chipmunks yes because they had their own chipmunks but they were like they, they talked like snooty like uh, aristocrats like they had these <laughs> like silly voices they're much uh, much different than Chippendale's anyways you were saying you're, you're walking with your girlfriend ah uh, yeah, I fucking forgot about that anyways uh, yeah like uh, <laughs> we were at the park we were walking we took a seat you know it's nice there's shade and all of a sudden this homeless dude woke up from his nap like south from us and the wind is blowing north to us and as soon as he sits up the sun is like right on him and it's like the only part that there's no shade the sun has now been on him i'm assuming that when he went to sleep there was shade but as the earth rotates yeah i got out of here with your fucking science talk man we won't have any of that here Uh, as far as i'm concerned the earth is a flat disc that floats in space and has very defined edges that you can fall off the edge of continue (laughs) the dude wakes up the sun is like on him the wind kicks in fucking smell just downwind of him and i'm like where is that coming from all of a sudden it smelled like a fucking bag of ricotta cheese melted in a oh man it was horrible and that was my story i don't (laughs) we took so long to get to (laughs) whenever people come on here and they want to talk about their music and i just completely derail them and make them tell stories about fucking (laughs) (laughs) hey you know it's going somewhere nowhere fast yeah, man, that's that's the bottom line. So when you, uh, how did you, how did you decide the mask? Okay, so I, I give full credit to the design, the original design of the skull with the crown and the horns coming out of it to um, chemical underscore Pete or Peter Steiner. Uh, he's a very good friend of mine. Uh, he designed it in a. I'm assuming a computer of some sort. He designed the mask and he just sent me like concepts. And I was, I say, you know, I'm trying to go for something different. I just don't know what. And then all of a sudden he just, Hey, check this out. I designed this mask. What do you think? And then, then we started workshopping it more and more. Um, 
since then I've kind of taken on many masks since I played Neon Fest with like a goat mask god I fucking love Neon uh, that retro fest that was amazing I really was looking forward to that this year so pretty much I've gone through like multiple changes like I'm never happy with whatever mask I have the only reason why I don't use the one that he designed me because I would probably still be using it is because it's too heavy it's like maybe like 10 15 pounds <laughs> like it's pretty heavy like yeah. no joke like i remember i played uh, the the show with syntax and the fucking helmet was pressing into the crown of my head mm. and uh um by the time i was done with the show and even though i went moderately hard covered in like fake blood and shit i remember taking off the helmet and i was just like ooh that's a little tender even yeah, when you make like masks and stuff, you gotta fucking fill them with sponges and shit. Uh, <laughs> there was. That's what's even worse. Is no, it's uh, too heavy yeah, for the sponge. It was too heavy. Too heavy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened there. I had a little uh, cotton mouth. That's okay, man. Is the goal always to have a, a rotating selection of masks? Or are you are you working towards finding the uh, the perfect one? I'm rocking a half mask right now. That's just mostly my face. Uh, I think I'm probably gonna go with that for a while. It's kind of enjoyable. I, I don't know. So if we can get back on topic here and talk about some fucking music, fuck uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> get on topic. All right, go on. Okay, fine. Let's just talk about hot topic right. <laughs> we don't have those in canada really or actually do we do we have hot topic hold on let me see hot topic canada <laughs> the fucking mechanical keyboard is so goddamn loud oh yeah dude i love it clickety clack i don't mind them i just think right now like they're kind of a trend in, Ooh, like, total number of hot topic stores in canada 35 Oh, there you go. You get your eyeliner and your Plinko pants on. Hot Topic, is is it one of those stores that just sells, like, uh, random, like, shirts and gimmicky shit? You can literally describe Hot Topic the way you describe MTV. It used to be about the music. Okay, now <laughs> it's all, like, uh, bobbleheads and shit? Yeah, like, pop it, like, pop shit, fucking ugly-ass Suicide Squad stuff, and, like, weird ICP, like, anything that's creepy dark cool but mysterious like harry potter was in there for a little bit but they always put like nightmare before christmas very common theme the problem was is that they had like most mainstream like rock bands but then like when hardcore started becoming more of a thing i started noticing that there was like this kind of culture clash of old metal style hot topic versus like new weird hardcore bands like attack attack and stuff like that not that i even want to know who that is nothing against them it's just i'm not into that type of music yeah you're making me sound I'm very old because I don't know what any of this is. I know. I'm so sorry. I, I got into this genre and I've, I am very often reminded that I did not actually grow up in the 80s. Well, you know, the old saying is, uh, sorry, I had to. <laughs> the old saying goes. The old saying is, is what I just said. Fuck Look, nostalgia. No, just kidding. <laughs> I want to, uh, I want to listen to more music, man. And then we'll, we'll, we'll keep let's, talking. Let's do it. That's my very natural way of just interrupting you. So, we're going to listen to a track here. This is from Watercolor, son. Yes, sir. Let's spin it. This is from fucking 2017, man. Uh, And this is a track called Just Another Day. Yep. Let's go.
And that was Just Another Day by Dread from the album Watercolor Sun. Excellent. From July 2017. And I'm here right now with Dread. We're talking about Hot Topic, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Homeless People, and uh, what else? California. I have to ask, is Nightmare Before Christmas... A Halloween film or a Christmas film? This is very important. I mean, it's technically all of them. Technically. So is Harry Potter. So is uh, there's lots of movies that uh, if they if they feature all the seasons. I would honestly say that it's ha- Halloween film because at the end of the day, uh, he ends up going back to being who he was because the whole movie was about being comfortable with who you are. Yeah, but like Santa Claus is in it. Santa Claus is in a lot of stuff that has like blood and shit, so. Yeah, but does having blood mean it can't be a Christmas film? What about fucking, uh, what's that movie? Silent Night, Deadly Night? I mean, that that's a Christmas film. I mean, isn't the whole... Garbage day! <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh... I'll have to take a mulligan on this one. Well, I I'm, gonna... I, I'm saying I, th- I think your your question is uh, is wrong because it's like why can't it be both? I don't know. Why I... my, must we fit into these little tiny boxes, man? All right, hey man, you're not going to bait me. I'm millennial. I will overreact. I will overreact <laughs> to this. I will immediately overanalyze the movie and start putting out like plot holes that make it. Oh man, like, dude! Well, get fucking writing and join BuzzFeed. Is BuzzFeed still a thing? BuzzFeed is still a thing. The only thing I like from them is their stupid. What is it worth it? That's that's pretty good. I like because most of it's in L.A., so it's like, hey, that sounds good for five bucks. Two quesadillas. Well, if it's useful, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of their their, their awesome top ten lists of. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was about to say like the same. My favorite are the ones that are so fucking obscure, just like top ten reasons you know you love peanut butter or whatever and then just (laughs) you always want to eat peanut butter number one number two when someone says peanut butter you're like yes number Number three three, then butter (laughs) it's fucking no that website's trash yeah it just reminded me of that look goat mask you're wearing a goat mask i was wearing that like pretty much up until last year and then by the end of last year around this time i'd switched it to like this weird like burn face had ears and like i put the goat horns through it it was very menacing but i was just it's kind of funny because when i played dna lounge i was wearing like a hawaiian shirt <laughs> i was wearing that mask and i remember seeing pictures and just kind of thinking to myself man that, that's pretty weird <laughs> like i don't think i want to wear this anymore i don't know something about it that really off put me and but the funny thing is when i was uh switching songs somebody yelled out if you can go hard in a hawaiian shirt you're okay with me i was like <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> that guy's my new favorite guy. <laughs> Man, I wish, you know, there was actually a lot of people at the show. Like, I think that's probably like one of the bigger shows that I've played that was, it's weird because I've lived in California my whole life, but I've lived in the desert and now I live in the, the LA area. Going to San Francisco, it reminds me of when you go to Universal Studios Hollywood and they take you on the tour where there's like New York and it looks real, but it looks very fake as well. I mean, the city of San Francisco is beautiful. It's just super weird, super clean, but also very dirty. And just around every corner, there's like something going wrong. But yet Mm -hmm. everywhere, it's like really pretty. That'd be a really good horror movie. I think it's like it is a horror movie if you're a uh, car window over there in San Francisco. Yes, there is a common theme over there that people's windows get broken into not to talk shit about my car but like my car is not that nice so i don't expect it to be broken you know into does it matter if the car is nice i think so like i 
definitely have always noticed that if your car looks like a piece of shit, then most people won't fuck with it. It rhymes. If your car's a piece of shit, then most people won't fuck with that. Yeah, I, I guess so. So this, so you're living this sort of facade life, you see? You're wearing these masks to sort of hide in the crowd. You're driving a vehicle that's like sort of a disguise because you don't want people to know the real, you know, what's going on. So is this is this like a common theme in your life? I'm putting a mask. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, everyone wears masks. Yeah, man, but they don't often change their masks so often. So I feel like is this sort of, not only is it about wearing masks, it's a, some sort of identity thing about trying to find out who you really are. Yes. Through the guise of burned faces and goat heads. <laughs> I think you, I think you hit it on the head there. Some of it is like practicality because sometimes I'm like, you know, I really don't want to wear this fucking goat mask anymore. Let me find something better. Mm. Other times it's just, I don't feel like that version of me anymore i guess yeah. uh that's that's the thing about me is like i'm constantly changing i don't know why i'm on i don't know i guess i'm uncomfortable but i sympathize that in a way because i know like in uh, in my last relationship i had to put my foot down at one point and tell the lady that i was uh, i'm not gonna wear this goat mask anymore <laughs> yeah so i'm just like listen man i, I get what gets you off but uh <laughs> this mask has got to go because it was hot damn thing weighed <laughs> 30 pounds and so I just had to sort of lay on my back with this goat mask. I'm, I'm definitely looking to do something a little bit more streamlined, like a little bit more cleaner. Future goat. Yeah, like, okay, so... Cyber goat. Speaking of cyber goat, my new album coming out sometime in October... They say uh, it's called cyber goat. <laughs> no, it's pain deluxe, my friend. Mm. It's unreleased. Uh, it's my new album coming out sometime next month. Well, it'll probably be... It might even be out when this interview releases. Ooh, that might be... It's out today. If it's out today, look at your calendars, folks. Yes. And my Twitter feed at, at Dread Patrol, D-R-E-D-D-D-P-A-T-R-O-L. D-R-E-D-D-D-D-R-O-L. Yeah, it sounds cool to say it that way. DRM. You know, the album Pain Deluxe, I started at the beginning of the year with an idea of... You know, I wanted to do something a little bit cleaner, refining my sound. And I was writing it since January to March. And I, that ended up being my side project, the Boulevard Nights LP2. So I scrapped Pain Deluxe. I got a phone call from the label and they were telling me like, you know, uh, how's it going with everything? We're still have a spot for you for this year and uh, I was very eager to release with them again because I was pretty happy with what went down with uh, the woods so pretty much what it what had happened since May to June I wrote pain deluxe in like a very specific amount of time I didn't intend to do that but I had an idea for what I was going to go for, and it was going to be very future-y, cyberpunk-ish, if you will. I don't want to use the term cyberpunk just because it's like that video game is coming, and I'm excited for the video game, but I'm letting that be that. I feel as though uh, the scene itself kind of latches on to things. Oh, speaking of which, have you ever seen Kung Fury? No. You ever seen Drive? Yes, I have seen Drive. I'm trying to think of all the other things that the scene has latched onto. Mandy. They were very big on Mandy last year. I still haven't fucking seen that film. I still haven't seen it either, but for me, like, I need distance from everybody kind of being in my head, saying, like, it's the best movie ever, because then when I'm 
going to go see it. I'm going to have these fucking expectations and shit. And I'm going to be like, ah, it wasn't that crazy when he was sitting there watching fucking a macaroni commercial or whatever the fuck people were like posting. I try not to get bugged out by stupid shit, but you know. Well, I'll tell you what, I got something here. We got more music to listen to. Let's get it. So uh, this was a track from a thing called The Heavy Album. Ooh, I love that album. And this is a track uh, that I dug, and it's called Murphy, I'm a Mess. Yeah. And it's by Dread. Woo!
right, and that was Dread with the track yeah. Murphy, I'm a Mess. I'm Murphy. And I'm here with Dread right now talking about music. Um, I should point out that I think I played some Boulevard Nights tracks on the show. Uh, we're focusing just on the Dread today. Yeah. Is that cool with you? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that. Well, because all the songs I had picked out are all Dread tracks. So That's perfectly fine. I am here in the capacity of Dread today, I guess, if you wanted to look at it like that. I do. And I will. This year has been pretty weird for the most part. It feels like a lot of nothing and a whole lot have happened at the same time. Well, that's the nature of, like, internet, though, right? It's like little things get blown out of proportion and become, like, really big things. Yeah. I feel like everything's reversed. It's like the big things aren't getting enough traction, and then the little things are getting a lot of traction. Some shit just gets kind of overblown, you know, because it clicks. It's uh, frustrating because I'm uh, very susceptible to... Clicks. Yeah. It just feels so good. Especially if you have those mechanical things, like... <clears throat> yeah, well, I, yeah, having a mechanical keyboard's great, because, like, I love the clickety-clack, except when I work at nighttime and I realize I'm probably waking up my family, but it's so satisfying. Just fucking clink, clink, clink. Listen to this shit. Watch this. I'm gonna put my mic right to my keyboard. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Listen Actually, to that. I, I want to do the thing that the, how the video games, like in the 90s, they all had the same fucking keyboard sound and it sounded like this. Oh, y- you literally sound like a movie, like when they're like fucking typing and shit and it's like really loud for some reason. They barely tap. They look like they're barely tapping. Oh, that's my favorite thing. I love anything where people uh, just type on keyboards. They, they don't use a mouse. <laughs> you know, there's so many movies where they're like hacking and like no one ever uses a mouse. And I'm like, how are you like navigating? Like I get you can hit tab to like go to like different sections and stuff, but I still <laughs> feel like you still need a mouse for certain things. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That's how I'm powering my house. It's a whole bunch of mouses on a spinning wheel. I, I'm just happy you have a house. <laughs> With all this fronting of uh, masks and, and, and terrible looking cars that don't get broken into. Do you like paint the outside of your house like rust and stuff? It's kind of like the Dark Knight. There's a container and then they go down and there's like a whole fucking lit warehouse underneath the container. Batman. Batman. So anyways, I, I think it's very important <laughs> for me to talk about Painter as it is my upcoming and probably only album for the year, which is a switch for me, as you can probably tell, because <laughs> I was kind of trying not to laugh because you're like, hey, this new this album from this year. And I'm like, all the fucking albums, my first couple albums are 2017. So you're like, <laughs> you're going to look and you're going to be like, oh, 20, oh, 27, 27. Jesus Christ, does this guy ever have a fucking life? I mean, <laughs> no, because you got you got all them black goat ones. Those are 2018. True true those are 2018 those were you know how like south park does their shows how they have like a one week turnaround for a show Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i do with my music but this time around i'm not doing that i took a lot of time on my newest album i'm super impressed with how it sounded (laughs) i was not rendering my shit in like 24 bit fucking look i'm not a technical person like i i need to make this very clear i'm not a technical person i just play one on tv what what, what <laughs> show is that i'd like to see it it's uh dr carlos and the wacky adventures of Par- parnassipus <laughs> do, do you play parnassipus or dr carlos <laughs> i play uh it's a dual role oh it's like the same guy <laughs> yeah it's kind of like when tom hardy played like two different people oh, wait so it's not the same guy it's the same guy but not 
I, I know, you have to watch it. There's a cliffhanger coming at the end of the season. I hope Parnassipus doesn't die. <laughs> He's my favorite character. <laughs> I don't know why, but hearing, hearing you say Parnassipus is the fucking f- highlight of my goddamn day. It's so fucking funny. Well, I've never said it before. It's a funny thing to say. Can I get another one? It's really good. Parnassipus. <laughs> it's almost like precipice. I like it. my favorite thing is trying to come up with joke names on the fly because I never can, and so I end up in the same situation that you were just in. I'm usually really good at it, but like, unfortunately, I worked pretty late last night, so I'm not as uh, zippy as I usually am. Actually, I don't think I'm zippy anymore. Uh, the California marijuana and smog has taken care of that. Yeah, no, I've I've never been good at it. I mean, I think like some of my classic names I've come up with on the fly was. Uh, Darman Jezezeling I did one day like all I had to do was come up with a human name right like you know like <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to think of a fake name and like the second I'm put to the like I have to do it I can't even come up with just a regular human name like I just come up with well fucking Fizzler and Stulnimix or whatever and then it's just like what like <laughs> I could have just said John Smith like and my point would have been made Doug Bryan you just do two first names yeah Doug Bryan I come up with like Lazarus Barnaby or some shit and I'm like how the fuck did I come up with that? Like, well, Lazarus a- Barnaby's alright. Lazarus. <laughs> the bottom line is here you, you, uh, you're you happy with your new album even though we're going to continue to play tracks from this is what I do whenever I have guests on who I haven't had on the show before I like to sort of go through their catalog. And I appreciate that. Thank you. So uh, this will be sort of a funny show because you're sitting there going like oh my new album blah 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 and then meanwhile I'm playing all these old tracks. Would like you be man. so inclined to uh, play one of uh, a newer track uh, after this next track? Well, uh, how about we I How have... about we do that at the end of the show? That can be people can like look forward to it. That sounds beautiful. So what's going on right now, man? Like what? What do you uh, besides this new album? Are you planning on doing any more like live gigs or what? I'd like to. I'm terrible at booking shows though. Like I I do not know how to book a show. Like if you told me to like besides just calling around i think the only show that i've booked for myself or got was uh the one in san francisco at the dna lounge and neon retro Fest. and was... you didn't get your car broken into i didn't know mm. <laughs> i intentionally took down my uh celtics lanyard over there because i was very worried that like somebody might have seen it over there and like broken into it in general maybe i don't know why but at the time it was raining but even though it was raining i kept going back out to go and check so maybe it was like the fact that maybe somebody knew that i kept going back out there yeah i feel like there's been at least a good like five or six uh artists at least uh, yeah. that i know when they go to san francisco and it's like the same story every time <laughs> it's just like oh there's a facebook picture of a broken window and stolen electronics i have like a 2006 mazda 3 so maybe i was not a threat to them <laughs> <laughs> i like the idea <laughs> i wasn't a threat they're doing it out of self-defense you know those fucking street drugs yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I want to uh, I want to listen to another track. For sure, let's get it. So we're going to go to uh, Black Goat. And uh, this is a track from part one. You did a four-part series of Black Goats. And this was uh, this was a track I liked. It's called LA-88. Hey. And uh, it's by Dread. By me.
And that was Dread with the track LA88. And I'm here right now with Dread and we are listening to music. What's what's up? I always like the way like I use the pads on that song. I'm not very good at making synthwave. I need to make this very clear, even though I'm on Beyond Synth, which is beyond amazing. We're very inclusive here at Beyond Synth, so it's not about specific sounds so much as it is just the the ethos of the music. <laughs> I, I, well, I really appreciate it. Uh, I've been looking, honestly, like, it, it's really weird. Like, when I first started out, there's so many, like, check boxes of things that I'm just like, I, I want to have happened mm. and like being on this show has definitely been one of them like for a while. <laughs> goat mask check check sweaty check yeah. <laughs> you know. no for real though just so you know in case you didn't know the way that i perform on stage is like i jump up and down and do a lot of crazy shit that mask gets fucking disgusting under there <laughs> it's fucking gross i hate it it's spit and snot and shit just dripping and i'm like i'm wearing like a windbreaker and it's just the windbreaker soaked it's so gross then i have to go drive back home that's the life of a performer man mm-hmm. that's what happens everybody's got their cross to bear mine is a literal cross <laughs> so uh i walk around and i have this thing sort of uh tied to my wrists and it's uh, deeply offensive now that i'm saying that out loud it's okay as long as you're not going door to door and asking me if I have a moment to talk about it, I'm good. Yeah, well, I just assume they have a moment, <laughs> and I just sort of charge right in. <laughs> you're you like immediately have your foot ready to just yeah, kind of yeah, wedge yeah. it in there. It's a, it's a trick I learned from the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> you just sort of knock on the door, and then the second you're anywhere close, they just sort of fucking smash Imagine the door in. They've been doing that for so many years that their feet have evolved with like these calluses, so that you can't <laughs> shut the fucking door. You can't shut the door on them. They like actually have a muscle that pushes it open. Well, that'll be the uh, that'll be the ultimate irony, right? So when I have to like challenge their belief system, like, don't you find it ironic that you evolved <laughs> this way of uh, having a weird door shaped foot that uh, <laughs> wedges open shit? Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, he's on to us. Let's go. Get in the get in the minivan. Let's go. What I've always wanted to do, and I still think this would be funny, is to go door to door, but with a Zelda manual. <laughs> From like the NES, and then just and just present that as a holy book, and then just read it to people. Oh my god! But do the exact same thing, like almost have the same kind of speech, but then the book is just a fucking the manual for Zelda for the NES or whatever. You know, it'd be really funny. It's like you really sell it to them, like and Princess Link. Er, sorry, fuck. I got the two. You <laughs> yeah, know what? I wouldn't be able to sell it to them if I got the principal thing wrong. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say I'm very terrible at this. Like, okay, so I have to ask. I've, okay. To be honest with you, what you've just done there is actually fascinating because no one's ever confused the princess for Link. It's always vice versa, right? Everyone always assumes Link is called Zelda. I have probably Do have you, some sort of a mild case of dyslexia in my head here. So brain dyslexia, yeah, brain dyslexia. I envisioned the elf dyslexia brain. It's pretty funny that you said it's like the first time that that's ever happened in the world. You know, like in the Simpsons when it's like, "Welcome to Itchy and Scratchy Land, where nothing can possibly go wrong." That's the first time something's ever gone wrong. <laughs> the same thing with Metroid, right? Yeah. So people will talk about Metroid, and they always forget that uh, her name is Samus because they assume it's Metroid because yes. the game is called Metroid. And the same with Zelda. Yeah. Everyone assumes Link is Zelda. And, uh, of course, they're all dead wrong. That's really weird because you are correct. I've never heard anybody refer to it like that. So look, man, you are in a class of your own. That's the bottom line, right? You. you this is what makes you unique and different. I, mean, I appreciate you actually saying that but i don't know if i would 
personally say that to myself, <laughs> but like I, if you're saying that to me, then that's rad. But personally, like I, I gotta say, like you know, it's Ghost Carpenter Brute. Th- those guys really kind of like opened my eyes because when I got into this, I wanted to be Power Glove. Which they actually sent me a message. It's crazy because I just sent them a message telling them that you guys are the reason why I did this. I just wanted to say thank you for inspiring me because if not for them, I mean, I know it's all about what you do, but if not for them putting the little nugget of inspiration in my noodle here, I wouldn't have started doing this. And like all the things I've experienced from this scene is just I'm so grateful for it, you know, and I told I wanted to convey that to them. And uh, they in turn were like, hey, you know, no problem. And then they started like following me. And, like, I don't know. It's just really weird. And like, I first thing I thought was, oh, well, I can never tweet again. There, That's that. <laughs> I'd love to have them on the show, but I don't really pester people. Right, right. Like, that's one of my things I don't do. So, CDs, uh, Venice Beach. I remember. We went over this. <laughs> so the thing is, I pretty much just message people once. So sometimes if it's just like, yeah, I message them once, and if they never get back to me or they don't seem interested, it's, it can be like eight years later, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. I asked. I did. <laughs> that's, my, that's my thing. <laughs> but look, we got to listen to more music, man. Let's listen. We're moving ahead here to Death Dreamer. Open your ear holes, mateys. And. Uh, we're gonna listen to this track called The Coast. Oh, yeah. By okay. Dread. Woo!
and that was Dread with the track The Coast from the album Death Dreamer. And I'm here with Dread right now. We're just talking about having a good time. Here I am. We're just talking about having a good time. How did it go in the Flintstones? We'll have a gay old time. Yeah, that is correct. I have a I have a gay old time every night with my goat mask. <laughs> there is nothing gay about my goat mask. Well, there's, there's something gay about mine. <laughs> but it's not so much the mask as it is the man wearing it uh, because he is gay. Now, I, I personally mean there's nothing happy about my goat mask. Oh, no, I mean, I mean homosexual. I, I I don't want there to be any confusion. Uh, <laughs> my mask is used in the the uh, the gay sex. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't know. So I was trying to come up with a euphemism for it. I'm like, we don't need euphemisms anymore. It's 2019. We yeah, we use acronyms. It's a G A Y, which stands for Gay A L E Y. G A Y stands for Good Ass U, my friend. Hey, man. Well, as long as it's a positive affirmation, I need those because I'm uh, uh, cripplingly depressed. So, what was <laughs> what else now? So, you've got this stuff you're working on here. You're proud of your new album. We'll we'll play a song later on. I will definitely say that it is the most focused I think I've been on an album without the idea that I had to. Cr- create and keep creating you know i had a terrible habit from when i was making beats to make a beat a day you know like a lot of people will tell you make a beat a day which would entail me getting up at like seven o'clock in the morning and then finishing up by about eleven thirty, and that was like clockwork for me you know i've found that it's less important in recent years not that it's any less valuable to me it's just that it's kind of like speaking without actually having anything to say i wouldn't know what that's like (laughs) i just talk out my ass i don't know (laughs) as far as i'm concerned every single thing every every time i speak it's with so much purpose that the words themselves carry like each word carries its own multitude of meanings so that's a very important thing for me is that uh, how meaningful everything I say is. <laughs> nah, um, I, I've actually, like, I've come to learn to do this shit with, like, purpose now. When when you're making, like, SoundCloud beats, you have this very bad habit of immediately uploading it to SoundCloud and seeing the interaction, seeing the likes, and then you get pissed when you don't. And then you immediately make another one the next day and then the next day. And then it's like eventually you start seeing it start accumulate, but you're not really like, it's like I have like 4,000 followers on SoundCloud, I think. And that's just from when I was like making beats. A majority of them are from making beats, but the most plays I've ever gotten is from my music. And that means a lot. Cause but like I said before, it was very much, oh shit, it's like, I fucking spent five hours on this being hungry and drinking coffee and getting the shakes and shit and suffering for the art. (laughs) You know, being hungry is okay, though. I feel like I'm just now doing the intermittent fasting. I've come to find that it's good. feels good. For the past few years, like, I'm just never hungry. Like, I just keep going into the kitchen even when I'm not hungry. Like, I'll just eat things. Yeah. And uh, so I'm experiencing that sort of feeling again. But it feels good because when you're hungry, then it feels great when you eat. It's like, you know, quenching your thirst. It's like... Like, hey, my body actually wants the food now. Yeah, like uh, eating only when you're hungry, which it's kind of funny because like this year I've kind of been going through uh, whiskey. I don't know. I've been on this like whiskey kick where I try like shitty whiskey all the way up to like 
$30 bottle of whiskey. So what have you landed on? Because I've given up beer. And so most of the time I just usually drink whiskey and ginger ale. I landed on Larceny. So it's like a weeded bourbon. I don't know if the if you know what the fuck. But there's like, they use different grains and whiskeys and stuff, right? Most mm-hmm. of the time it's like three, which is usually um, rye, wheat, rye, and uh, corn. I think is usually the third sometimes. Anyways, so they swap out the rye and they put wheat in it. And it's like really sweet. And last week, I I usually drink it fucking straight. No ice, nothing, just straight. Last week, though, I discovered that ice makes whiskey taste like a Chardonnay. Ooh. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like uh, you do like two fingers worth on the glass. Just a good amount, but a, like a shit ton of ice. And then give it about half an hour until that. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Coors can, you know? It's like once it turns blue, it's ready to drink. Yeah. Well, once the glass is like literally frosty and looks like dry ice, that's when you drink it. It's really fucking good. I'll have to give that a shot. I would say Larceny um, Maker's Mark is pretty alright. You know, it's weird. Jameson is actually what got me on this because like I was like, wow, whiskey can be smooth. But then like I went back to it and I was like, oh no, it's, it's smoother now <laughs> out there. <laughs> I love it. These are the moments that I feel like a child when I uh, <laughs> I talk to people about alcohol and it's like we're like kids. Like, and then I get drunk. <laughs> you ever like get hungry, but you don't have any food. Yeah. So, you keep, so you keep drinking. <laughs> How about this? Let's uh, listen to another track here. Do it. And then uh, and then maybe we can start to wind down and then we'll play a new track at the end of the show there, man, because we've been talking for a while. Um, this was a track, uh, sort of a different kind of sound, but I liked it. It was from The Woods. Ooh. And this was a nice sort of ambient mellow track with a cool atmosphere called Did You Tell Her? And it's by Dread.
And that was Dre with the track Did You Tell Her? And that is a cool song. I like tracks like that. That one was uh, featured on... It was cool. I think Valingo actually wrote about that one. Never heard of him. (laughs) You know, he's a cool dude. I wouldn't know. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. uh, (laughs) So, yeah. I don't know who Valingo is. I don't know what the Valingo blog is or the Valingo podcast or Aaron Velling. I've never heard of any of these people. Have you ever seen the movie Drive? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that that's such the scapegoat to like what people will say. Like, do you know Synthwave? It's like I I usually kind of aim it more towards like Far Cry Blood Dragon Mm. because most people around my age that I would talk to, you know, I would say, have you played Far Cry Blood Dragon? Most people did not play Far Cry Blood Dragon, but a lot of people do know of it, though. Yeah, it's weird. They should have turned that into a franchise because it was fun. It was like it was such a short game. And it was pretty simple overall, like just, you know, because it only took place on that little island. But um, the the score they did was fun. Yeah, it seemed almost like they worked in tandem, like how they were designing the game, because the music fits what they were doing so well. I actually really liked what they did with the there's the side scroller motocross game. uh, It's called Trials, but they made Trials of the Blood Dragon. I actually really love the music and that but i can see how a lot of people don't really know about what they did in that because i don't think trials of the blood dragon was really well received i didn't actually play it i'm more of a first person shooter guy myself and so like i know that they made it but then when i saw that it wasn't like a sequel to blood dragon like that i wanted to play then i'm like okay but i should probably listen to the music i mean that's there is one particular track i think it's called like sibling rivalry that they did that one's pretty good yeah well i mean they make awesome music so like (laughs) there's some people who are just so talented that like i just assume there's good music there you know what i mean i i would love to know their process of like how did they start you know but i don't ever want to i don't ever want to ask an artist as any artist like their process you know that's like asking somebody their like barbecue recipe so is it mustard or ketchup or is it more of a glaze? yeah i guess i could say i also don't really like talking to artists about their music we just end <laughs> up talking about other things on this show <laughs> So speaking of my music, mm, yeah. <laughs> so t- wh- how about this, man? What's up? Tell dude? me what the future holds for Dread with three Ds. We've come this far. You were this young man who felt like you were being picked on, and you wanted to rise above that through the power of music and masks. What were they picking on you for? Is this just general picking on you stuff? Yeah, just over there. It's kind of like if you do your own thing, if you don't care about what's in. And they have a tendency to just kind of, you know, berate you for it. Were you an outsider? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, like, I wasn't ever really cool, but I was just like, I realized that school was just going to end at some point, And there's no point in really being hung up on the social economics of it. You know, like, truth be told, like a lot of people that were even friends are no longer friends anymore. So it's like, you know, what does it matter when you have the foresight to realize that this shit will come to an end at some point? Nothing really gets to you or at least you try not to let it get to you. Yeah, I went to a small school. So like, I think the experience when you go to a small school is slightly different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went from the I'm from the desert. I think there was like maybe a couple thousand kids or some shit. Oh, wait, no, I went to a school of like 400. Oh, wow. That's some Mojave shit. Yeah. So when you're in like a small school, it's like even though there are different kind of cliques, they're not quite the same as like in movies and stuff where it's like, oh, that's the this crowd and the that crowd. Everyone sort of has to 
reckon with each other. Yeah, it's almost like because there was a very big metal area. Like I don't know why, but out there metal is extremely popular, and there was like a very big amount of tables for that. And then you know you had like the kids that were playing like Pokemon and stuff, and they were like in the quad area. And it was very segregated, but also like it almost seemed like everybody was always whatever music they were into is what they were where they would hang out. It's kind of strange like that. So about music. Yeah, <laughs> to me it's like it makes people feel like cartoon characters. Like when I was younger and yeah. you know, when I would see goths and stuff, it was funny to me because it was just like they're like these dark clowns. It's like I like a lot of different types of music, but I never felt the need to represent that in the way that I looked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just sort of like, I just go home and listen to whatever music I like. Yeah, it's very interesting that like people, uh, they assume the identity of whatever it is they identify with. It's interesting to me. Like, I'm always interested to have that conversation with all sorts of people, you know, because sometimes I I find it fascinating. Just like, do you dress this way because you want to? Like, you're compelled to? Or because or you're sending a signal? Do you know what I mean? I I wore like Dickies cutoffs with like high black socks and Converse and Banties, you know, but most other people would have been wearing, at the time, it was kind of like skinny jeans were starting to be a thing and, I don't know, emo hair. Nice. <laughs> I don't, I don't, the, or what was it called? Scene hair, my bad. I, I That's what it was called. I didn't know it had a word. I'm not a very uh, hip guy. Uh, just, yeah, if you look up scene hair, it's like really, really choppy. It's like very uh, Raiden from Metal Gear looking. So, to answer your question, what's coming up next for me i'm kind of gonna refocus like i'm super proud of what pain deluxe is what i'm going to do now though is dig deep i'm gonna treat the next album like it's the last dread album even if it's not because i really want to push i don't know there's a certain feeling i'm kind of going after i guess when i first started i always remember like playing the guitar for endless hours and you and you hit that one note and you start making something that sounds all, <laughs> I don't know, sad or moody or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it's like I feel like for as much energy and anger my music's about, I want to add a little bit more depth to it. Not that what I've created doesn't have depth, but it's a little bit more, um, you know, it's very cyberpunkish. You know, I, I there was a lot of dubstep elements and future funk type shit that I put in my newest album, but not maybe not so much the funk part but more like the grooviness more groovy shit in there um uh, it's definitely the most i think digestible of all the albums it has a very clear sound from beginning to end i I felt like my albums because i would make so many songs they were kind of like mishmash there was no clear narrative if you want to call it that this one it was a very concise idea so what's next for me after that though is building on that and really trying to do something that i i felt even if it becomes something more of a experience and less of a listening thing you know whether or not people want to hear that that's up to them what's the track you want to play from the uh, from the album uh this track is called frog from pain deluxe which there is my friends a deluxe edition because i totally thought that there that would be stupid like not stupid but like funny stupid like ironic stupid whatever Mm. and it's called pain deluxe deluxe edition the label thought it was funny too so they had a good sense of humor about it so they said sure let's do that that'd be funny well why don't we listen to it and then we'll we'll do like a an official goodbye does that sound good to you let's get it this is frog by dread
And that was Dread with the track Frog from the latest album, Pain Deluxe. Ooh, man. I'm here with Dread, and we're going to say goodbye now. So what should people do, man, if they want... If they want some dread, man, where do they go? You can check me out on uh, Bandcamp. Uh, that's the primary spot where I have almost everything hooked up. It's just dreddd.bandcamp.com. Uh, do you still have to put www in there? I don't remember. You still need to put http colon backslash backslash, or actually <laughs> https. You want to make sure it's uh, secure. <laughs> Okay, uh, HTT, no, uh, you can check me out on, uh, Bandcamp, uh, Twitter, at Dread Patrol, um, and Spotify. I'm trying to be much more consistent about putting my music on there, um, and I'm thankful for all the playlist guys out there that include me on their playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Very well said. (laughs) All right, man, well, look, it was nice uh, chatting with you and get to meet you. Get to meet you. Yes, sir. Getting to, getting to, getting, getting to meet you. Or meeting you. It was nice meeting you. Yeah. Sorry, I've never had a conversation before. Me neither. Yeah, this is uh, this is all an exciting development. It's good shit. Like, uh, this was a lot of fun. I can't wait to come back. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just practicing now. I'm, I basically, I've learned everything, uh, everything I know from the Vailingo podcast. <laughs> and so I know how to talk and that's why I listen to those and then I uh, get my practice and my energy up. Hey, you know, I usually try, you know, like yoga. That usually gets the blood going. With or without the mask? Uh, red meat. Red meat too. Uh, without the mask. Oh, I thought you were saying like red meat on your face. Oh yeah, I'm working on a meat mask. I'm getting very <laughs> avant-garde. <laughs> Fucking meat mask. That's <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like. Doesn't that sound like a fucking Mad Max villain name? Yeah, it sounds call awesome. Him the meat mask. <laughs> yeah, fucking meat mask. I'll have to release an EP called that. Just well, no, mask. I've just copyrighted it. I've just written meat mask on a piece of paper with a fucking C next to it with a circle around it. That's the copyright symbol. I think that's how that works. Well, in Canada, it is. Now I just have to mail it to myself with a self-addressed stomped envelope. Stomped, I just said. Stamped. You fucking put the stamp on your foot and stepped on it. <laughs> I uh, Listen, man, This is uh, the future is now. So uh, you have a lovely day out there in California. And uh, keep on making cool music and we'll uh, play it. Right on, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, cheers, dude. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. And that was Dread with three Ds. Go check out his tunes. He's a cool guy. And that is all I have to say. So I know the schedule has been all wonky. I'm going to try and repair it. So we'll see. I'm going to try and get all jacked up on caffeine and try and produce next week's episode so that it comes out on Monday or Tuesday. I cannot promise anything, but uh, we'll see. I, we'll get it back on track. I want to get it back on track. Uh, so look, have a lovely week. Uh, tune in. I don't know what's going to be next. It might be an episode of Beyond Center. It might be a high five, but it'll be something. And uh, thank you all for supporting the show. It means a lot to me. And uh, thanks for listening. And tune in next time to Beyond Synth. The best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. 
Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.